You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. The podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. Now, we'll take a break from our usual episodes to bring you this intermission sode. <laughs> She's doing the ebony dance. <laughs> I didn't realize you started recording. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Welcome. What's Dude, up, theater geeks? What is up? It's our intermission sode. It is. So it's a shortened version, although maybe it'll last an hour. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Geeks, we don't plan things. We just talk. talk. <laughs> we have notes about what we're going to talk about. We do. So you I know. think this one, yeah, we can, we can rein this one in a little bit because we're going to talk so. about the Tony Awards. We are. So you guys heard the announcement. Mm-hmm. Finally, the 2020 Tony Awards are actually going to happen. Uh, nobody knows the date as of today, which is August 30th, ni- uh, 2020. 1920. And uh, I know. <laughs> listen. Listen, though. It has been a year. 1918. <laughs> Maybe I'm not far off. I don't no. know. Um, <laughs> We're not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have they mentioned any details about how they're going to do it? Is it all going to be like Zoom? They're saying virtual. Okay. Saying um, what virtual means, I don't know. Maybe like the Antonios where they have people like the people that are up for winning will just pre-record their acceptance speeches and then whoever wins. Could be be like that. I will say... um, uh, one thing I saw that was done differently-ish was the Emmy nominations. Yeah. And so what they did with the Emmy nominations is they had Leslie Jones was in a studio and the background um, was uh, concave and there were, uh, there was like the projection so you could see, you know, who the, when the nominees names would come up, there'd be pictures of them. Mm-hmm. But there was also Laverne Cox, Josh Gad, and, and Tatiana um, Manslay were announcing with her. Mm-hmm. And they were on Zoom, but she was in, but Leslie was in studio. Okay. And so I don't know if they'll do some version of that where like maybe 
you'll have a host in a studio. Yeah. Then you'll have a, you know, people on Zoom, on Zoom. That makes sense. Have, like, you know, some, yeah. sort of, you know, because um, a lot of places are having some of the restrictions are lifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, especially in New York. Yeah. You know, so you could potentially have a small number of people in studio and then have everybody else on. Yeah. On Zoom. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yes, we shall. Um, but there's no date, like we said, and there have been no nominations. But you know what else I'm going to say is it's really nice to have something something exciting to look for in the winter months. Yeah. Because, you know, Tony nomination day is like super exciting. <laughs> and I watched the um, nominations multiple times. Usually. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then it's just like award season is almost a little bit like a Christmas present because yeah. it's be running into all sure. this point. Do you, th how do you think they would handle like the live performances? Would they, are, are all of these shows that are up, have they been recorded at some point? Would they have something to pull from? I think it depends on like, for example, a Moulin Rouge, which mm -hmm. opened, like, July 2019, may not have had some time. footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but if you're talking, like, you know, and The Lightning Thief, which opened and closed way before the pandemic. Yes. Um, but then you have, like, Jagged Little Pill, which opened but hadn't run very long. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tina, same idea as like it opened, but you know hadn't run terribly long. It had run longer than Jagged Little Pill, but yeah, not too much longer. Because I mean, you just mentioned the four that yeah. are up for the best musical. Do you think that they're just going to be those four? I, I mean, they wouldn't just leave one out, would they? I, I mean. So there is precedent according to like the rules that you could pick three. Okay. You, if you don't want to do all four. So okay. that's a little competitive. Yeah. Um, but who knows? They may, they may do all four. Who knows indeed. But then you're talking about best play category when you've got 10 different plays. Right. Now there's some here that we know probably won't get a nom, right? Like a Christmas Carol. Yeah. You're not getting a nom. <laughs> right. <laughs> But you know, they may come back, though, because I think LaShawn's is up for um, featured actor in a play, which is in Christmas Carol. So you do have some nods to that show later on. So it doesn't necessarily have to be up for best play. It does have some, you know, some recognition later. Right. It's just that normally holiday shows don't yeah. get that much. One, why would they? Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're specific, very specifically like tourist shows. Like it's for. And also the Christmas Carol has never played before on Broadway. Uh, I don't know if they did a new adaptation. Maybe. Why? Yeah. It's the best play category. That surprises me. Right. Because I, mean, I would have Christmas said Carol. revival. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. Um, I, I know there was a, a, a Christmas Carol, well, yeah, I know there was a Christmas Carol, but with, um, okay, uh, Rocky Horror. 
Tim Curry. Oh. <laughs> uh, where he had played, and I thought it was on Broadway, but maybe it was off Broadway, where he had played Scrooge for a few years. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. Wow. So I know he played oh, that would have been awesome. Years. Okay. Um, and then after that, they started switching stuff out, and that's when we had like Elf and Grinch, um, uh, a Christmas story, mm-hmm. stuff like that since then. But yeah. it, it was a Christmas Carol with Tim Curry for a while. Cool. So, um, Grand Horizons, I saw, loved it. Yeah? Loved it. So I hope it gets a nod. I really, really do. Cool. Um, the other one I saw was Seawall and a Life, right? So those were like two one-man shows. That's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal in one. And yes. who was the other actor? Tom Sturgis. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, of course, opened and closed. So did A Christmas yeah. Carol open and close. So did Grand Horizons. Open well, most and- of like- the plays just have limited runs when they open, right? I mean, they're, a lot of yeah. plays are usually, they don't usually expect to have longer runs. Well, like, for example, A Doll's House Part 2 was open-ended. Oh, okay. Um, because you had Laurie Metcalf win, and then she left, and I saw the woman who took, who took over, who actually was in um, Titus Andronicus last year. Oh. Uh, she's delightful. <laughs> she's absolutely delightful. It'll come to me later. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway... All that to say that there's precedent for some of them being open-ended. Okay. Slave Play, which is probably the heavy favorite to win. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely getting a nomination, but yeah. it's the heavy favorite to win. Well, and politically speaking, I think they would shoot themselves in the foot if they didn't nominate it at the very least. Yeah, at the very least. Totally. Okay, um, so now let's go to revivals of a play, because I'm super excited about Frankie and Johnny. Yeah. Oh, did you see it? No, but I, okay. <laughs> but I love Audrey McDonald and I want her to win. See, like I want, I just want everything about that. <laughs> but I'll be like, her, her seventh Tony. I know. Right. You tell me though, a lot about the shows that you do, you do get excited yeah. about. And so that is one of the ones that your, your excitement has transferred to me. <laughs> well, so this one actually, mm. I did not see it, but, um, there's been a lot of conversation around exactly what we've been talking about on Smash, which is like having a woman say no repeatedly mm. and bored by the man in her life. Yeah. And in fact, um, it was in a conversation with a man who was like, how come nobody's talking about this? Like he, he went and saw it and he was like, and it was a room full of women a couple who had seen it, he was like, and he wasn't saying us in particular, but he was yeah. like the press and like society. He was like, how come nobody's talking about the fact that like a woman is saying no repeatedly to a man about having sex with him and it's like, he's not listening. And she's like, get out, get out, get out. And he's not listening. He was like, nobody, that feels icky to me. Wow. And I was like, you were delightful. <laughs> I thought he was a delightful human. And you are correct. Yeah. I don't know why no one's talking about it. Well, I think 
we've learned that it doesn't matter how much we talk about this stuff, it's going to be ignored, so we just don't say anything anymore. But like, usually in this Me Too moment, I feel that somebody in the press would have been like, this is not great. This is, uh, a, yeah. um, especially when we're talking a black woman and a white guy. Yeah. Yeah, because the power there is way off balance. Super off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's my little note about that play. Interesting. Um, yeah. I wanted to see the rose tattoo because I love myself some Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I bet that'll be nominated. I think at the very I least so. she will be. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. I do too. Um, and then I saw a soldier's play and <laughs> loved it. And I hope yeah. everyone and that gets a nomination. Awesome. Everything should get one. Everyone who's eligible should get one. That was a good play. <laughs> Very well done. Um, all right, so let's go to... This is so cute to me. So the next category that you've listed here is the lead actress in a musical, and you've got representation from every single one of the shows that are up for best musical. <laughs> So you've got this is Karen. the actual list of who's out. I know. I love that. Yeah. That's what I mean. I just love it. So you've got Karen Olivia Olivo Olive. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, from Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elizabeth Stanley, Jagged Little Pill. Kristen Stokes from The Lightning Thief, and Adrienne Warren from Tina the Turner the. <laughs> Oh my gosh, words! The Tina, <laughs> Tina colon, the Tina Turner musical. There, yes. I don't know why that was so difficult to say, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know much. I've been listening to Moulin Rouge and Jagged Little Pill because they do have cast recordings. Yes. Yes. I don't know anything about The Lightning Thief other than the book because it's based on Percy Jackson, yeah. right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't read the book. So all I know is just right. kind of a vague idea that it's a YA novel. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Tina, who Tina Turner is, but I, again, like I've heard really amazing things about the musical, but I have no personal experience with it at all. Yeah. I mean, same. I had wanted to see it, you know, but yeah. So I haven't yet. Hopefully it'll come back after and I will get to, same with Jagged Little Pill. Like, mm. I mean, it just wasn't there for too terribly long yeah. <laughs> before things shut down. Um, and then I did get to see Moulin Rouge because that was open, I mean, you know, the summer before. Yeah. But Karen was out that day. So, oh, boo. Yeah. It's okay because yeah. um, I do love Karen and I've seen her in other things. So it wasn't like I, you know, I, yeah. I, I missed um, seeing, seeing times she's one, like performances that she's won for. Yeah. Two other Tonys. But, um, uh, the one I'm really rooting for, and we might as well just jump on down (laughs) to featured actor in a musical. And I've said this repeatedly. Yes. Heavy favorite is Danny Burstein. Because he is the Susan Lucci of the Tony Awards. <laughs> and he's so, he is a different character in every show he yes. does. He's so, yes. he's such a chameleon, but he's so yes. good in everything he does. Yes. You know, it's so funny because I saw him on the list and I thought, is that a role just a featured actor? Like I thought that it that would have been one of the more prominent roles, but I guess, 
because he plays Ziggler, and right. which is the Jim Broadbent character in the movie, right. um, runs the Moulin Rouge basically. Right. Um, right. That's I mean that's the character that I loved though. Like that's the one yes. that I remember so vividly from the movie, and I loved yes. it so much. He's he amazing. is having so much fun. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. There's a I watched um did they perform at the Tony Awards last no. year? No, because they didn't open till July. I saw a performance of oh maybe it was like the Macy's Day Parade, but it was Might performed have been. they yeah. performed it at the theater. Is that am I thinking that's correct? They didn't do it on the street. I'm usually on the train going down. Oh. <laughs> so I I've missed the okay. last few years, yeah. Okay. I mean, wherever it was, I saw a video of them performing like in the, in the theater, but it mm -hmm. was for that particular production of whatever was going on the TV or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was, it was great. Yeah. It was I mean, so, I mean, it was great. It was The exciting. set is gorgeous. I, I would expect and, no less. Yeah. And it is the most expensive show on Broadway. And that is also not a surprise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a surprise to me because that really is the spectacular side of Broadway. Yes. And in order to do a spectacular show on Broadway, it has to be over the top and exciting and something new and different that the audience has never seen before. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they question why they're paying so much, which right. is it, really unfortunate, but. <laughs> it is. And I was gonna say like, it's so funny because, you know, I saw Pippin twice, which was literally a circus. Oh man, that was good. But that was bare bones. Right. And that's the crazy part, right? Like you pay to go see literally a circus yeah. on stage and it's still cheaper. Yeah. Than I, I, and that's what I love. But I think that that is the device of that show. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is what Stephen Schwartz created in it, is that it's supposed to be the antithesis of big show business. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be like, we're, we're going to trick you into thinking that you're seeing something amazing. It's, but it, like, it's still, like it was, so there good. was, Stars in the House did a Pippin reunion. Yeah. It was just so fun. Yeah. Oh, and Andrea Martin sang, and <laughs> So what they she's saying, and then um, what they do is is like um, James and Seth leave, and then you're just seeing the cast, and so the rest of them are on you, and Andrea's singing, and they're all just like, yeah, they just love her so much, and you can just tell how much they just adore her yeah. on their faces while she's singing, and then. She messed up some of the lyrics and she was like, oh my God. And they're just laughing and they're like, she's so <laughs> cute, you know? <laughs> I love it. Well, like, I did get to see that show. I didn't get to see Andrea Martin. I saw Annie Potts. But oh, it was, oh, yeah. It was I so saw Tova. Okay. It's yeah. so good. It's just such a great musical. Such yeah. a great musical. It's great. That, that production was super fun. But yeah, it's crazy to think how, you know, that was a circus. Yeah. And was took less money to put on Broadway than than trying to put the whole Moulin Rouge on stage. You know what might be really interesting is to do a series of musicals that could be successes. We could just like break our own <laughs> our own rule. theme here and our own rule and and 
you know, look at the shows that cost very, very little, but were mm -hmm. successes. That would be a kind of a cool series. Departure. Yeah. You yeah. guys heard it here. <laughs> right up after Smash. <laughs> that would be fun. It would so, be. It, would, it could also be fun to do shows that the first run were flops and then the yes. second were huge. Love. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, that would okay. be fun. Done. You heard it. <laughs> It's a verbal agreement. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, yeah. So Danny is, is, is my heavy favorite. I think mm -hmm. he's a lot of people's heavy favorite. Tam Mutu is really great in that musical as well. Yeah. Harold Ziegler is trying to get her with this rich guy who's trying to save right. the Moulin Rouge. Oh, so Tam plays the rich guy? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. I would not yes. have put that stocky, gorgeous, big, beautiful man as the rich guy. Yeah, yeah. I would have hired someone yeah. like, let's see, like a, <laughs> oh shoot, I'm trying to think of someone and I can't think of anyone right now that's <laughs> currently on Broadway, but like a little, like a little guy, like a little Weasley guy. Right, right. Yeah, no, he's like, his voice is gorgeous. Wow. He's gorgeous. Well, then and, why does she get with Aaron? Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't write it. I don't know. Um. But, but listen, Tim, <laughs> Tim as a person, like his character, as a person, yeah. he seems lovely, <laughs> but his character is a garbage human being. Okay. So he's still like super abusive and. Yeah. He's mean, horrifying. Yeah. And he's just he's beautiful. Coercive. Oh, he's right. gorgeous. It's like Satan. <laughs> okay. I guess I understand it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Lucifer, right? Lucifer, yeah. the most beautiful angel, the most evil creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's him. Oh, that's him. Um, yeah. I trying to think if anybody else is like popping out, but you know, that's Danny is the one that we're really sort of honed in on rooting for crossing our fingers and toes <laughs> uh, that he'll finally win. Um, yeah. Telly, Telly, Tell me long. Long. Oh, that's yeah. who I was trying to think of. Yeah. It's because Tam <laughs> is the name of the character in Miss Saigon. Yes. That's Did where all of this came Saigon? from. Miss Saigon? Tam. Tam. Uh, was he Tam in is it, the though? little boy. No, no. No. I mean, he okay. might have been. I was, he, I was the, he was in Allegiance. Telly was in Allegiance. Yes. Yes, he was. But I always put his face on the name of Tam Mutu because Tam is the name of the little boy in Miss Saigon. I, this is how my mind works. I'm sorry. It's terrible and I'm doubling down and I do apologize. I really do and I will try to do better. But oh my god. I'm gosh. just gonna cut it all out. Okay, that's fine by me too. <laughs> you don't even have to worry because I know it feels really terrible and I don't want it on permanent record that you do. <laughs> I'll take care of you, don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so red right now. I'm just so <laughs> Oh gosh. These, <sighs> the, these are the Patreon bloopers. 
right here. <laughs> Only Patreon will know how truly racist Pamela is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating from last <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so then we had skipped down. So um, lead actor in a musical. Okay. Devil, Aaron Teviot. <laughs> I think it's Tevite. Tevite? Is that, I mean, I could be completely wrong, too. I've, I've been saying Teviot, but I don't know. Who knows? Sorry, sir. Aaron. If you're listening, we apologize. We do. I'm sure we're not the first ones to butcher it. Oh, I'm sure not. Well, because you don't hear it. Right. You don't ever hear his name. You just see it in writing. Right. In the libretto. Right. Or on a television show. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. Um, uh, two people. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is up for it. Is also... T- and Tom no, that's Sturgis. play. Oh, which one? This is musical. Oh, lead actress in a musical or a lead actor? Lead, lead actor. Oh, lead actor. lead actor. I was, okay. Never mind. I'm with you now. We were okay. on featured. Now we're on lead. I'm going back mm-hmm. up. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Lead actor. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's just the two of them. Right. So why did they only, cause there's like, I don't know, a million lead actresses up for a nomination. Why did they only choose two lead actors? It's, it's based on, um, what the Broadway League and the American Theater Wing decided were the the change in um, eligibility because they changed the eligibility because obviously COVID. Okay. And so um, because they changed the eligibility of the shows. Okay. Right? So, but I, as far as I know, I don't think they changed the eligibility of who could be um, the leads or the featured. Okay. And so with that staying, that dwindled down the list to just these two now. Now there's some talk that they might change that a little bit, you know, like they could do a few things, right? They could just nominate Chris McCarroll and Aaron. Yeah. That's it. Um, or they could just like say, Aaron gets it. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, they could do that. Um, or they could, there's some talk with doing, um, non-binary. Oh. You know, and so, listen, this is an idea in the press, whether or not the Broadway League and the American Theater Wing will do it, nobody knows. Right. It's it's an idea because your, your categories are so small anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's what the Antonios did. Yeah. You know, and it it worked really well. Um, so you have that. Okay. they could do that, you know, but the thinking is it's probably going to stay binary. Okay. And so you probably will just have these two men duking it out for. Yeah. Well, because let me ask you, who else would be in that category if they did open it up to a non-binary? So they would have done, it would have been lead, lead in a musical. 
Okay, so it would be all of the females yes. in the lead actress category as well as, so it'd be six people instead of just, or whatever. That's right. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, no, okay. you're correct, because there was only four women, so yeah. people, just like you said. Okay. Interesting. So, so that, you know, that's a thought. The only thing is, like, when you look at the list for lead actress in a play and lead actor in a play, it's mad. Well, even the featured, there's... Uh, so long a number of people in both of those categories yeah so you know that's when it becomes a little hairy it's just the, yeah. the musicals are so it's so tiny yeah you know, hate it so if we go to lead actress in the play mm -hmm. I'm like which one did I see well to be honest I didn't see any of these performances so I can't speak to well didn't you say you uh, saw Moulin Rouge uh lead actress in the play in a play. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am listening. It's so difficult because everything is the same to me. Lead actress. I want to point a... out one thing I thought was a little strange. Yeah. Um, and it I, makes me want to go back to whatever the eligibility rules that were made is Jane Alexander. Yeah. And Horizons is not in the lead actress in a play category. And that doesn't make sense to me because James Cromwell and her play, uh, Husband and Wife, mm -hmm. whole play is about their relationship and the breakdown of that relationship. Everyone else should be featured because they're all reacting to these two people yeah. making a major life choice. But for some reason, she's a featured actress in a play. I don't see her. Oh, Jane, Jane Steele? No, Jane. In a play. Jane, yes. Sorry, I didn't go down far enough. Jane Alexander. But wait, I, I didn't. I didn't see James Cromwell in featured actor. Is he there? Right. No, I don't see him there either. But so he's not. And he's not in a lead actor in a play. So that is odd, though, because you're right. So weird. If, if they're the focus of the show. Right. All the action, like every bit of action that happens after that, is because of the decisions they make. Everyone's reacting to it. But uh, are they part of the reactions as well? Or are they, is everyone else reacting about them, but they're not in the scene? They're, they never leave the stage. Oh, I don't know. That's really odd. Uh, that's not true. They do sometimes. Okay. But they're, they're on stage most of the time. Yeah. Huh. So I don't, I, I, that's it. Again, it makes me want to go back to the eligibility. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't see James Cromwell. He's not uh, in, yeah. And uh, that's really weird because that's weird. I don't, I don't understand that choice. Oh, no, he is there. He's under featured actor. See, that doesn't make sense. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Because, like, their, their children and Ashley Park, who plays um, one of their sons, his wife. She's in um, for featured actress. Right, which like, yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe they felt like it was still a, still a play that was just much more an ensemble. Maybe. Because I guess, I mean, I don't know what the eligibility is. I've not read the rules. But if you right. consider that if, a, if you take out any one of the players in a show that you don't have the show anymore, that's much more an ensemble cast right. than, you know, like if – you just had Jane and James in the stage and nobody else was there, would you still have the show? 
no, because all of the other characters reacting to them is what makes the show. So I don't know if that's why. Maybe. But then um, let's see, because then who is in a, who's a lead actor in a, in a play? So and then you're just looking at shows that are really very small casts. Are all of the people in Betrayal, there's two, two people so, from Betrayal are in the lead actor category. Right. And lead actress and then lead actress. So you've got all right. three of those people in the lead category. Maybe that just is what makes the difference. Um, lead actress, uh, <clears throat> Zaw Ashton from Betrayal. So you've got one oh, lead actress. No. I was talking about the third act person. So in Featured Actor in a Play, it's Eddie Arnold. Interesting. I'm trying to see if um, the third actor. But then you've also got Charlie Cox and the lead actor in a play from Betrayal. So Tom and Charlie and Zowie. Right, right. Tom and Zowie are, yeah. And then we've also got a featured actor. Char yeah, Char yeah, we do. Um, Eddie. Oh, Eddie Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, cur I'm, I'm curious very specifically for Grand Horizons and why that choice was made about Jane and James. I mean, it's a valid, it's a valid question to bring up. Certainly. Because huh. the, the first scene is just them. Yeah. Quite, it's quite, it's quite funny. It's just in, um, this couple, without saying a word, they're just putting their dinner on the table. But it's like... They've been married so long, you know, one puts the thing down, the other one picks it up and moves it to the place <laughs> and hands the pitcher, pours the water, puts the crystal light in, puts the plate down. I mean, it's just like running like clockwork. And then they sit down and Jane Alexander says, I want a divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how the rest of the play begins. It's just like these two. And then everybody else is like, what's happening? You're so old. Why are you divorcing at this point in your life? <laughs> it's, it was so well done. It's great. It sounds fun. Yeah, it was really great. Um, okay, so then Ashley Park was great. She has to be pregnant the whole time. Featured actress in the play. That's the best um, kind of role to have. <laughs> You can eat whatever you want to before the show. Like, you don't have to suck in anything. Nope. nope. <laughs> Feeling period bloat? It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. And she's just so funny and so excellent. Excellent in that. Um, and then I heard uh, The Inheritance was great. Yeah. And Benjamin Hickey, who's in featured actor in a play, was at the same time directing Plaza Suite <laughs> with um, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick. Oh, wow. And I was like, there is a feat of energy <laughs> that I don't know that I've got to do <laughs> The Inheritance, which is a two-part play. Yeah. And then go direct two of the most famous individuals on the planet <laughs> in a play written by one of the most famous playwrights in American theater. Uh, holy crap. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be up next year if okay. things open up right. for probably director of a play. Cool. Director for a play, yeah. Uh, so those are the Tony uh, eligibilities, guys. The nominations, nobody knows yet. Nope. Um, we'll but probably you will soon. 
We will. You'll share it with me and I'll share it with you. <laughs> yeah, you'll do it on Facebook. I'll do it on Instagram. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So Broadway's Broadway to watch from Variety. And these aren't all, this isn't the whole list. So this week um, in theater, Variety made a list of individuals that are, you know, those to watch that are working on Broadway right now. Yeah. Jocelyn uh, Bio, who um, is the writer, actor of School for Girls or the African Mean Girls play, which was very well received in New York City. Um, it was in Chicago before COVID. And then it was meant to go to another theater right before the shutdown. That um, was featured fairly prominently on the Antonios as yes. well. Yes, because it came, I mean, it came back twice. Yeah. It was, was in New York, then closed, did another someplace else, then came back because it was so well-loved. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then Camille A. Brown, who I've talked about a lot on this podcast because she's like my favorite choreographer <laughs> right now. She was also, she was in a lot of different categories on the yes. Antonios. Yes. Because she, she had choreographed so many shows at that point. Yes. <laughs> cool. She really had. Um, Michael R. Jackson, who won the Pulitzer this year for his musical, A Strange Loop. Um, and I don't, do you remember Jam from Typecast? No. He, Jam? He was with you. Yeah. Everybody called him Jam, but that like, oh. uh, John Morrison. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he won for that. Oh, fun. And so it's going to Broadway. So hopefully he'll go with it whenever that happens. Oh, that'd be amazing. I haven't talked to him since that show, but I, I like him. Just if he ever hears this, just know. Like <laughs> you. you are liked. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Cody Renard Richard, who made headlines for being really honest about his um, racist experiences in the theater. Yes. He has a stage manager. Yes. I'm very happy to see him on that list. Uh, Shana Taub, who did, <laughs> my roommate and I love the song, You're the Worst. And it's from um, her version of Twelfth Night. She did like a musical version of Twelfth Night. Yeah. And there's just this song. It's really cute. You can listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> okay. And it's just about how like, it's very fun, cute and funny. And people are just complaining about all the reasons why somebody else is the worst. So when I get angry, like when we're watching Smash, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, you're the worst. And it's always about Derek, as we all know at this point. Oh, yeah. It's always about um, Derek. Although Michael, sort of Michael is entering that category and Ellis has been there for a while. A while. <laughs> I, th I mean, thankfully, Michael, we don't have to look at too terribly long. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, wait, you weren't on the, because um, Deva asked me, she was like, are we supposed to root for them? And I was like, no, no, no don't worry. We don't root for the adulterers. No. Even if the show wants us to. And they're to. cheating on BDJ. Right? Mm -hmm. No one's no one cheats on my Darcy James. No. <laughs> we don't have it here. I've loved him yeah. since Titanic the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. 
I believe that. I do believe that. I would sing his stuff over and over and over again. I was like, who is this man? I love him. <laughs> I remember you and Kevin talking about him uh, in uh, Sweet Smell of Success. We were listening to it. Yeah. He is, it's a very small category of men that I would marry, no questions asked, based <laughs> solely on their talent and how their singing makes me feel. And oh. that's Brian Darcy James and Terrence Mann. <laughs> I love them. And yeah. Norm Lewis is kind of in there too. He's great. Did they tell you about the coffee situation with him? The what? Him, Norm Lewis. <laughs> He's, a, he's so delightful. Yes. So a number of years ago now, I was working at this job that was really not fun. And I was making chump change at best. And uh, I, I would go out for coffee. Like towards the end of it, I was just like, I need to leave this space <laughs> for at least like 20 minutes because I'm yeah. going to die. And so there was like Starbucks two blocks away. And this was when he became the first Black Phantom on Broadway. Yeah. So he was in rehearsals and he would walk to the Starbucks to get his little coffee. And so um, I got in line and then he got in line and I was like, oh. <laughs> and like I was like, it's New York. I'm going to be cool. But I certainly tweeted about it. Yeah. He saw it. <laughs> I was like, I just saw Norm Lewis in the, right? And then he tweeted back and he was like, hi, nice to see you. <laughs> love him. Oh, I love him. He, yeah, delightful. Um, the original sideshow. Yes. And also A New Brain with Malcolm Getz, the original yes. A New Brain. Those mm -hmm. were the two that I heard him sing first mm -hmm. and fell in love with that <laughs> voice. Because so it is like brown butter. <laughs> it is like too rich and like it would do bad things to me, but I can't help myself. That kind yeah. of, that kind of voice. Oh man. It's like unhealthy. <laughs> unhealthy food. Completely. He's, I just love his, love, love, love his voice. Yeah. It's really wonderful. So yeah, it's, it's a list of three. <laughs> <laughs> It, um, you, I do, I recommend, because I do not know your love for, for Terrence, <laughs> to go watch that Stars in the House, Pippin, because they tell some of the greatest stories yeah. of, of just, like, stuff he did and just how funny it was. And when he was, like, trying to figure out that character and was, like, rolling around on the ground but had, like, a slip disc but was still doing it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. No, he, he is delightful. He's yeah. He's a delightful person. Um, and then the last two are Broadway Advocacy Coalition. Um, and I've been going to their meetings. When we were in person, I had been going for two years and they would do like wow. meetings. And now everybody really knows who they are because they're sort of at the forefront of these movements with um, creating a more equitable. Yeah. And then Ephraim Sykes, uh, Tony nominee for Ain't Too Proud. Uh, he was also played seaweed 
and Hairspray Live. And he was in the original cast of Hamilton and is obviously on Disney Plus with everyone else. Yeah. So um, it's a very exciting list. These are not all of the people. There are a few more that are also here, but we figured this was going to be a pretty long episode. <laughs> so I try to cut it down as much as I can. But so that's our mini so guys. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> and uh, again, support the arts. Go to Be an Arts Hero. Call your congressperson and get them to uh, pass the act so that our performers have money yes. and can work eventually. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully Thank very you. soon. Hopefully very soon, God willing. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Your intermission sode has now concluded. Shut up, sit down, and turn off your cell phones. Or we'll tell Patty Lapone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.